ومن روى كل قرين عن اخر ومن روى كل قرين عن اخر مدبج فاعرفه حقا وانتخه متفق لفظا وخطا متفق وضده فيما ذكرنا وضده فيما ذكرنا المفترق احسنتم احسنتم so he says now متفق لفظا وخطا متفق the the wording the lawful the actual wording itself and when it's written down it looks the same you have a ta'bir an expression or kalima it looks the same fil khat as you write it down wallaful and an expression wadduhu fi ma dhakarna muftariq and its opposite from what we mentioned is al muftariq it differs qala dhakar al muftariq qala dhikr al muftariq aw dhikr al muttafiq wal muftariq so we have two terms here qawan uridukum kitabataha aw kitabatuhuma two terms want you to write down two terms al muttafiq al muttafiq al muttafiq that's the first word al muttafiq and the second al muftariq al muftariq الأولى first word we're going to write الأولى first word المتفق المتفق والثانية second word المفترق المفترق قال هو أن تتفق أسماء الرواة وأسماء آبائهم فصاعدا خطا ولفظا وتختلف أشخاصهم. pay attention here يا إخوان. the متفق and the مفترق they are the the name itself. Is the same actual name that you pronounce, and it's the same name if you write it down, but they're different people. The same word you write it the same, it looks the same, it's pronounced the same. لكن تختلف أشخاصهم. But in reality, they're two different people. You look at them, you think they're the same exact name. They're written the same. متفق لفظا وخطا. They agree in the spelling, and it's agreed in pronunciation, but they differ in the actuality of the person. Nafsul ism lafdan wa nafsul ism khattan. Same name. When you pronounce it, Ahmed and Ahmed, they have the same actual name. Ahmed ibn Muhammad, Ahmed the son of Muhammad. You write it the same, alif, ha, mim, dal. You pronounce it the same, Ahmed ibn Muhammad. لكن شخصان مختلفان. But they're two different people. Same name, same father's name, same grandfather's name. But they're two different people. قال أن تتفق أسماء الروات is when the narrators have the same name. وأسماء أبائهم and their father's name is the same. And their grandfather's name is the same. خطن ولفظن. Same name by spelling it. Same name. If you write it, it's the same name. ولفظن. And it's pronounced the same. وتختلف أشخاصهم. وتختلف أشخاصهم. But they're different individuals. 
فمثالو هذا ان اكزامبل ديس يا اخوان اسمه محمد ابن ادريس First example I want you to write, you're going to write Muhammad ibn Idris. Muhammad ibn Idris. Muhammad ibn Idris. Muhammad ibn Idris. Nafsu ism, loved one, this is the same name. If you say it, Muhammad ibn Idris. I want you to write another name now. Muhammad Ibn Idris. Nafsul Ism Lafwan. Same name when you pronounce it. Muhammad Ibn Idris. Nafsul Ism Khattan. It's the same name if you write it. Meem, Ha, Meem, Dal. Ibn, Ba, Noon. Idris, Alif, Dal, Ra. لكن هما شخصان مختلفان. But they are two different people. They have the same name. Their father's name is the same. But they are two different people. الأول هو الشافعي والثاني هو ليس سعاني أبو حاتم الرازي. No. Same name. أبو محمد ابن دريس. The first name is الشافعي. Second name محمد ابن Idris Ar-Razi. No. Nafsul Islam. Same name. So write these two names. Muhammad Ibn Idris. Then write it again. Muhammad Ibn Idris. Nafsul Islam. La. Nafsul Ismu or Nafsul Ismi Khattan wa Lafdan. Lakin. Hadani Shaksani Mukhtarifan. Same name that you're going to write. Muhammad Ibn Idris. Same letters when you write it, same letters when you pronounce it. But they're two different individuals. Al Ismuthani, second name you're going to write Al Khalil ibn Ahmed. Al Khalil, write the second name down here. Al Khalil ibn Ahmed. Al Khalil ibn Ahmed. نفسه الاسم خطا same name when you write it الخليل علف لام قا لام يا لام ابن أحمد با نون علف حا ميم دال then write it again same name لكنهما شخصان مختلفان but they are two different people they are two different people قال مثالا he says for example الخليل ابن أحمد ستة أشخاص في علم الحديث. In حديث why is this important يا إخوان؟ Because sometimes people have the same exact name. This name الخليل ابن حمد ابن أحمد in the science of hadith ستة أشخاص. There are six men in the science of hadith that have the same name. الخليل ابن أحمد. وكذلك مسم البخاري يا إخوان. What's Bukhari's name? Muhammad ibn Ismail. Had a Sanani. That's the same name as a Sanani. فأحيانا إذا الشخص يقول قال الإمام Muhammad ibn Ismail يظن هذا البخاري وهو يقصد السنعاني مثلا. The man is narrating. Muhammad ibn Ismail narrated to me. When you listen and you think, hey, that's Bukhari. But here the intent is Sanani. So this is important to know who's who in the chain. Ma'arifatul ilmi al-isnaad. To know who's who in the chain. Mathalan. Aqool. Haddathana Hassan al-Basri. An al-Nabiya alayhi sallatu salam. Arafna anna hadha al-Hadith. Daif. Munqati'i. Limada. I give you a Hadith. Hassan al-Basri says that the Messenger of Allah said. Or from the Messenger of Allah. Automatically we know this Hadith is weak. How do we know that? Shaykh Amar. Hey, there's someone between them. Walam yudhkar. And he did not mention them. لِأَنَّ حَسَنَ هُوَ التَّابِعِ وَبَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ النَّبِيِّ صَحَابِيًا وَصَحَابِيُّنْ Because Hassan is a tabi'i. He never met the Messenger of Allah. So there has to be someone there. 
If he says the Messenger of Allah said, you know, this hadith is weak. You know, this hadith is weak. Knowing who's who in the chain. Knowing who's who in the chain is going to teach you, inshallah ta'ala, the authenticity of that hadith. الخليل بن أحمد ستة أشخاص اشتركوا في هذا الاسم أولهم شيخ سيبوي رحمه الله تعالى. This name خليل بن أحمد. There are six people who share this this name. The first of them that have this name الخليل بن أحمد was one of سيبوي's teachers. رحمه الله تعالى. وسيبوي هو إمام في النحو إمام في الصرف. Imam Fi Allah and Sibawai Rahimahullah, one of the great Imams of grammar, the great Imams of syntax, and the great Imams of the Arabic language. From Andalus, our sense from Western Spain, I believe so. Yeah. And our center. Another example. Uktubu al Ismathalif. Write this third name down here, Khwan. What's the second one? Second name, Khalil ibn Ahmed. Al Khalil ibn Ahmed. The first name we wrote was Muhammad ibn Idris. No, we wrote twice um, Khalil. Khalil, just write it again. Three to five, six times? No. Two is fine. May Allah bless you. Allah bless you. Oh, they wrote it once. Write it again. He's trying to give examples. You're going to write the same name twice. You're going to spell it the same. You're going to pronounce it the same. But they're two different people. So the al-mutafiqu wal-muftariq is just the same names that you write the same and you pronounce the same, but they're two different people. Narrations from people who have the same names, spelling and pronunciation, but they are mada, they are different individuals. Oh, muftariq is the same word like... The muftariq is going to, here means muhtalif. Shaksul oh, muhtalif. So the mutafiq is it's agreed upon how you write it, it's also Greek, how you say it, but it's muftariq. It's different in who is referred to. You say, Shaykh Abu Wahab, Shaykh Abu Wahab, Shaykh Abu Wahab ibn Maryam, Shaykh Abu Wahab ibn Maryam, same name. But that's a different person, that's a different person. So this is science of hadith. Ta'ib, qala, mithalun akhar, another example. Write this name down, you're going to write it two times. Um, one of them was uh, Imam Sibawai's Shaykh. Imam Sibawai, one of his Mushaykh. The third name, Ahmed ibn Ja'far ibn Hamdan. This one goes back to the grandfather. Ahmed ibn Ja'far ibn Hamdan. Ahmed ibn Ja'far ibn Hamdan. Ahmed ibn Ja'far ibn Hamdan. Qala araba'atu ashkhasin fi asrin wahid. Now memorize this name, Yekhwan. Ahmed ibn Ja'far ibn Hamdan. Ahmed ibn Ja'far ibn Hamdan. This name, Ahmed, the son of Ja'far, the son of Hamdan, there were four people who had the same name who lived in the same time period. There are four men who had the same name who lived in the same time period. The same time period. Ahmed Ibn Ja'far Ibn Hamdan Qala min ahamiyati hadha al-bab Next thing I want you to write down is from the, the, the benefits of this chapter here Knowing who is who Knowing how to write this person's name How to pronounce it Qala ينبغي لطالب العلم ضبطي أو ضبط أسماء الرواد. It's a must 
It's a must for the student of knowledge to learn the names of the people, to know how to pronounce them and to know how to write them. It's a must for the students of knowledge to know how to accurately pronounce someone's name and how to write someone's name. وَلَعَلَّ هَذِهِ الْمُشْكِلَةُ النصارى واليهود عند كتبهم عندما يكتبون عن رجالهم يغيرون الأسماء يغيرون الأسماء وهذا كبير and perhaps this is one of the issues that the Jews and Christians have that they change when they narrate from their men they begin to change the writing of the name the pronunciation of the name even the language of the name حتى الذين جاء بعدهم لا يعلمون من هو so, huh? even the names of the books are said, you can say that also. The names of their books, they change the writing of it, change the pronunciation of it, change the spelling of it, and then change the language of it. And they do that a lot with men and women. So when someone comes after them, you don't even know who they're talking about anymore. For example, they say, Methelen, the book of Peter, the book of John, the book of such and such. In reality, that's not even his language. The original language is not even like, it's not even mainstream. It's not even there. And then the, the name of the language you're giving me now, or the language of the name you're giving me now, that's not even his language originally. So you're changing the name, changing the spelling, changing the word, changing the language. And then when the Muslim comes, be asanidihim, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, musilatun ila al mutakallam. Then the Muslim comes, mashallah, with the chain going all the way back to the one who said it, and then you reject that. No, you have no chain, and yet no chain is accepted. They have a chain going back to the one who said it, and you disregard their chain of narration. Alhamdulillah, may all the praise belong to Allah for guiding us to the way of life called Al-Islam. So the person has to go back to the sources. MashaAllah. Because the names of the person could differ. So you always have to go back and verify who is the person. Can a shaqs yuridu an yatakallam an al-Bukhari? And I mentioned this story to you before, and this is from the Sheikh Al Usaymi in Medina. A Sheikh There was a scholar who wanted to criticize Bukhari. Not the Sheikh Usaymi, no, he's the Imam of the Sunnah. Another scholar wanted to criticize Bukhari. فَقَالَ أَنْتُمْ تَتَكَلَّمُونَ عَلَى بُخَارِ وَتَرَفَعُونَ شَعْنَهُ لا هو لا يساوي شيء حقيقة اسمه ليس محمد بن اسماعيل البخاري اسمه جمع أو جمع إمام البخاري <laughs> So he said you people y'all elevate this Bukhari to a level that he's not at in reality, that's not even his name, Muhammad ibn Ismail. He says his name is Jamru or Jumur Muhammad ibn Ismail Bukhari. Because on the book it says Jama'a al-Imam al-Bukhari. So he didn't even know that Jama'a is not his name. He was attributing Bukhari's name to be Jama'a. And Jama'a means together. The book says Jama'ahu al-Imam Muhammad Ismail al-Bukhari. He thought that was his name. Fa this shows the importance of being precise and accurate when writing someone's name, when pronouncing someone's name, to make sure you are properly conveying upon the one who said it. This happens a lot in Another example of why this is important, Yaqwan. Qala ismu Ubaida. Ismu Ubaida. The name Ubaida. Ubaida. 
والعين مضموم دعين هذا ضمة عبيدة الباب مفتوح دباء هذا فتحة عبيدة الياء مسكونة ضياء هذا سكون دا تدال هذا فتحة عبيدة طيب لكن عبيدة another word عبيدة 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 نفس الحروف سيملرس عين باء يا دال تمربوطة لكن اللفظ مختلف but how you pronounce it is different how you pronounce it is different فعبيدة مختلف من عبيدة so عبيدة is different than عبيدة no وهذا يدل على تلقي العلم شفويا من الطالب أو من الطالب من الشيخ. This also shows number two the importance of taking the knowledge from the student directly from the teacher. لأن بعض طلاب اليوم لا يحضرون دروس لا يتلقى العلم مباشرة عن المدرس. يأخذون العلم مباشرة عن الكتب وهذا جائز لكن هذا خطير جدا Nowadays you find many of the students of today don't sit in the circles of knowledge with their mashayikh, their students, their teachers taking the knowledge directly from them that's the origin but rather they suffice themselves from just reading the books فلذلك نرى فيهم أخطاء أو أخطاء كثيرة so for this reason, you find that they make many mistakes, like the Sheikh al-Bukhari, Jumar, Imam Muhammad al-Bismail al-Bukhari, لأنهم أخذ هذا من Sheikh al-Mubashara, أخذه من الكتب, وأخطأ في أخذه من الكتب. Like the Sheikh who mispronounced Bukhari's name, he thought his name was Jumar, because he didn't take that from someone directly. He took it from the book. لماذا أخذ العلم من الكتب مباشرة خطير من يجيب؟ how or why do we say taking knowledge from books alone is dangerous? Who can answer? You might misunderstand what's written in the book. You're reading something. And you think, I got it. It's clear. I see what the shape. That's clear, Ikhwan. But in reality, what the shape wrote is clear. But what he thinks he's saying, he's not saying. كان الشيخ يتكلم والشخص يترجم والمترجم ما شاء الله جيد جدا عنده معرفة العربية there was a scholar given a reminder and the translator he knows Arabic good it's not like he's, he doesn't know Arabic but he made a mistake here so the shaykh is speaking the translator is writing سُئِلَ الشَّيْخِ عَنْ شَخْصٍ مَا the shaykh was asked about a person فقال الشيخ Listen to the word. The Sheikh was asked about a person. The Sheikh says, The word sa'a has many meanings. So let's say what the Sheikh said again. The Sheikh says, من أهل السنة he is from the people of the Sunnah حتى الساعة until the hour so the translator said MashaAllah there it is يا إخوان the Sheikh مدحها هذا إلى يوم القيام the translator said there it is whoever the Sheikh was asked about the Sheikh praised him and he said he is from أهل السنة and he's going to remain from أهل السنة until the last hour but that's not what the Sheikh said. The Sheikh says, He said, Hey, as far as I know right now, he's on the Sunnah. Two different meanings. Same word, but has many meanings. And the type of this mistake here happens many times. Where you're seeing what someone is saying, but you misunderstood his intent. Your understanding is there, your meaning is there, but you don't get it the way it's being understood. Some of the scholars, some of the 
يقعون في مثل هذا الخطأ. Many of the Muslims who study the Quran on their own, without a teacher, without going to the tafsir, explanation, they fall into this. يقرؤون الآية لكن يخطئون فهم مراد الله. They read the verse, but they misunderstand the meaning of how Allah is saying it. قال بعض المسلمين الله معنا على الأرض فنعوذ بالله هذا اعتقاد كفر هذا اعتقاد كفر Some Muslims today and we seek refuge of Allah Ta'ala from this understanding they believe Allah is not above in a manner that befits His Majesty but rather He is on the earth with His creation and they give ayah they give a hadith لكن يخطئون فهم هذه الآية أو فهم هذه الحديث but they misunderstand the meanings of these ayah the meanings of these hadith فيقول تعالى يقول تعالى ولا تخافا إني معكما الآية مخاطب موسى وهارون Allah Ta'ala he says addressing Musa and his brother our prophet Harun he says Go to Fir'aun Both of you And don't be afraid For verily I am with you both Allah is talking to Musa and Harun Verily I am with you both The man says there it is Where is Musa and Harun You're going to say on the earth Allah is with them He says there it is, reading on his own, no explanation, no tafsir. Allah is with Musa and Harun. Where are they? On the earth. If Allah is with them and they're on the earth, Allah is also on the earth. And this is disbelief to believe that. But this is the danger of reading books without teachers. But this doesn't mean every book you read. You have to study with the Shaykh. It doesn't mean that. إِذَا تَجَاوَزْتَ عَنِ الْأَصْلِ عَنْ الْقَوَاعِدِ لِكُلِّ فَنْ مَثَلًا وَعِنْدَكَ مَعْرِفَةٌ مِنْ الْقُرْآنِ وَحَدِيثِ وَعَلَبِيهِ وَالْفِقْ وَمَا أَشْبَهَ ذَلِكَ نعم يمكنُكَ أَنْ تَقْرَأَ وَحْدَكَ مَشَاءَ لَيْسَ مُشْكِلَةً If you have the knowledge of the foundation of Islam, you have some knowledge with you. You learn the principles of Quran, the understanding of hadith, the principles of fiqh, the understanding of Arabic and the likes. Yes, now you can read on your own because you are qualified, you understand what you are reading. لكن في الأصل العلم يؤخذ ليس من الكتب. الأصل أن العلم يؤخذ من أهله وأهل العلم هم العلماء. The origin, and I want you to understand this point, Yaqwan. The origin, the foundation of seeking knowledge is not from books. That's not the origin. The origin is that you sit with someone to teach you that particular affair. That's the foundation. كما فعل الصحابة للنبي كما فعل التابعون مع الصحابة كما فعل أتباع التابعين مع التابعون حتى إلى العلماء الأصر رحمهم الله تعالى like the companions did with the message of Allah and the tabi'un did with the companions and the atba'u tabi'in did with the tabi'un all the way up to this time period of ours from the scholars of today may Allah have mercy from them all Father Shaykh Have you heard the story and someone was studying by himself? No He read Habat al-Sawda? No but he thought he was <laughs> yeah, many examples here, Khwar. Many. You read something on yourself, especially you think you have some knowledge. And this is one of the problems of America. And this is my humble opinion. Many of our beloved students of knowledge in America, the beloved Imams and the callers we have, have knowledge. Alhamdulillah. But the issue is that they never, ever, ever refer back to the people of knowledge. 
And this is dangerous. Even if you have knowledge, you have knowledge, but you refer back to the people who are more knowledgeable than you, the scholars, you're going to be safe. You're going to be protected. وَكَثِيرٌ مِنَ الطُّلَّابِ وَمِنْ دُعَاتِ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَى عِنْدَهُمْ عِلْمٌ وَلِذَلِكَ يَظُنُّونَ أَنَّهُمْ يُسْلَمُونَ وَهَذَا خَطِيرٌ جِدًّا عَلَيْهِمْ عَلَيْهِمْ بِالرُّجُوعِ إِلَى أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ كَمَا أَمَرَنَا اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى بِذَلِكَ Many of the students of knowledge and the callers of Allah and the Imams of today, they have knowledge, but they don't ever refer back. Every question comes to them, they suffice themselves with their own research. Even if you are a student of knowledge, even if you have knowledge, you should always refer back to the scholars. And I say, this is my humble opinion. This is my own opinion. The more knowledge you have, the more you have to refer back to the scholars. The more you learn. It's not like we think nowadays. No, the more knowledge you have, the more you have to refer back. To make sure, to ascertain, for example. Even if you are a sheikh, you still should go back to the people of knowledge. Ya sheikh, what do you think about this? Ya sheikh, I found this and this and this. And the sheikh will check you to make sure, to ascertain your understanding. So don't be like those people who believe, I have knowledge. So since you have knowledge, you never have to go back to the scholars? No mercy. The more you learn, let me verify. Let me check. I'll ask. Even if you have knowledge of the issue, inshallah, let me ask someone. It's going to humble you, ikhwan, and it's going to protect you. Min al-kibr wa min al-wukur fil First, it's going to protect you from becoming arrogant. That's number one. If you always refer back, first and foremost, to Allah, whatever you answer, and Allah knows best. If you give an hour answer, a question comes to you, and it takes you an hour to answer, and you still refer to Allah. Imagine someone comes to you with a question. Ya Shaykh, Ya Akhi, what do you think? And you just answer and answer and answer and answer, and it takes you an hour. And you say, and Allah Ta'ala knows best. And Allah the Most High knows best. It's going to protect you from arrogance. It's going to rescue you from looking at yourself from thinking you are high and everyone else who is not you is low. And I believe that's the issue we have in the West. We have many Imams, many students. But many of the students and Imams don't refer back to the people of knowledge. To have someone to refer back to, and this is a blessing I pray I'm more grateful for, to have scholars that a question comes to you, an issue comes to you, and you can pick up the phone, you can make an email, you can text a sheikh. Ya sheikh, I found this hadith and this hadith. It looks like the Messenger of Allah is saying this and this. This is what I understand. What do you think, ya sheikh? And he may say, sounds right. That's correct. No, 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 no. That's incorrect. It's going to help you. It's going to protect you from falling into error a lot. You're still going to make error. You're a student of knowledge. You're going to be right sometimes. You're going to be wrong sometimes. But you're not going to be wrong that often. And it's going to protect you from arrogance. You have someone to go back to. How many times the questions come? Yeah, he, what do you think? They say, inshallah, let us get some, a calling card or give me a night or two. Let's ask the people of knowledge. Don't ever be shy to say, I don't know. You say, oh, I don't know. Sometimes you have knowledge of the issue. You still say, Give me some time, inshallah, just to make sure I'll ask, I'll get back with you, inshallah. One brother said, why do you always say, let's go to the shaykh, let's go to the scholars? That's what Allah commanded us. Another brother said, hey, but the scholars don't live in America. You brothers in America, A person may say, why you contact the scholars in Africa, or Yemen, or Kuwait, or Saudi or India, or wherever country they live? They can't help us with our issues in America. They don't live here. True, they don't live here. But that's not a condition. It's not a condition that the shaykh has to have lived in America to help you with what Allah said and the Prophet of Allah said. No, you don't have to 
live in the land of disbelief to help you with problems in the land of disbelief. You're asking the scholars, what does Allah say about this issue? What did the Messenger of Allah say about this issue? What did the Salaf understand, Ya Shaykh, about this issue? Alhamdulillah. It's not a condition that I have to live in India to contact the scholars in India, or I have to live in Pakistan for the scholars in Pakistan to help me, or vice versa. No, it's not like that. And may Allah help us all, Ya Let's take another benefit, Ya Khwan, inshaAllah ta'ala. قَالَ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ قَالَ هَذَا لَا يُوصَلُ إِلَيْهِ إِلَّا بِمُرَاجِعَةِ الْكُتُبِ أَوَ الْأَخْذِ مِنْ أَفْوَاهِ الشُّيُوخِ And being precise with the names. This is not achieved except by going back to the books of biographies and by taking the knowledge directly from the mouths of the scholars. And this is the origin, Ikhwan. Taking the knowledge from the mouths of the people of knowledge. And this is not obtained. You're not going to be accurate. You're not going to have precision in learning who's who, except going back to the books of Tarajum, the books of the biographies. And unless you take the knowledge directly from the mouths of your teachers, of the scholars. This is the origin, Yahweh. We did Khalil ibn Ahmed. So we're going to give you one last name, Yaqwan, one last kunya. So we did Muhammad ibn Idris, we did Khalil ibn Ahmed. Another example, Yaqwan Abu Imran. Al-Juni, Abu Imran Al-Juni, write this last name down inshallah, Akunya. Abu Imran Al-Juni. We did Muhammad ibn Idris. We did, uh, and we did Ahmad ibn uh, Ja'far, yeah. Ahmad ibn Ja'far ibn Hamdan, one of the name Abu Imran al-Juni, there were two men that had the same kunya, Abu Imran al-Juni, Abu Imran al-Juni. We're going to give you one last kunya, inshallah, also. Abu Hatim. There are a few scholars with the kunya. Abu Hatim. One of them is Ar-Razi. And one is Al-Sijistani. So write this last kunya now. Down. Abu Hatim. Abu Hatim. One of them is Ar-Razi. And one is Al-Sijistani. So هذا الباب يرشدنا إلى ضبط الروات أو ضبط أسماء الروات. The likes of this chapter here, you don't find it a lot in the hadith, but it's encouraging the student to to accurately learn who is who. A lot of the scholars have the same names. Sometimes it's not enough to say Sheikh Muhammad, Sheikh Al Albani. What Sheikh Al Albani? There are many Sheikh Al Albani. Uh, Imam al-Bukhari, uh, he's known by the kunya. Muhammad ibn Ismail, there are many 
Muhammad ibn Ismail, Abu Hatim, there are many Abu Hatim, Muhammad ibn Idris, there are few Muhammad ibn Idris. This encourages us to have accuracy and precision in learning who is who from the names of the Imams. ربما في خمسة دروس ننتهي بهذا الباب أو بهذا الحديث أو بهذا الكتاب. Perhaps in five more classes we can finish this book inshallah. It looks like we're going to finish three books around the same time. Al-Bayquniya. I think the first book we're going to finish inshallah ta'ala is probably going to be Surah Talatha. And then maybe Bayquniya. And then after that 40 hadith. Or 40 hadith maybe after these two because we do one day of Muraja'ah. And one day of the new hadith. So we have eight hadith left. Here we have six lines, six lines left, yeah. seven lines left. Yeah. So we should finish all three books around the same time. That'll be perfect, yeah. We didn't plan it like that, but that's from Allah. Alhamdulillah. And then we can go on to our next level hadith, next level books, inshallah. So we should finish Bayquniya. I would say. We only have class once a week. I would say in five more classes, if not, if that, three more classes, we should be done. Bayquniya, 40 hadith, eight more hadith, how long, Yaqwan? Maybe 10 more hadith, 10 more classes will be done that. And also with the last. 40 hadith is like more than 40, right? Yeah, 40 hadith is, is 42, technically. Okay. Uh, some narrations, 43. Uh, 40 hadith is going to take us eight more classes, we should be done 40 hadith. It's going to seem like a lot because we do it weekly. But this book we should be done first. Four more classes will be done. Bayquniya. And then Usulah Talatha. Maybe another five classes will be done there. Inshallah. Our fifth book we may break down into sections. That's going to take us two years. Inshallah. Saadi. Like Who chose that book? Out of 300 pages. <laughs> may Allah. We should have chose something smaller. Ikhwan. At any rate, we're going to break it up into books. So we're going to do... The Kitab al-Tahara will be one book. We'll have a test after that, a small little break. Then we'll start the next book, Kitab al-Salah. Inshallah, we'll see you. That's going to be our biggest book. And may Allah make it easy. So inshallah, we'll be able to start our next three books. Choose a small book in Aqeedah. I was thinking do like a small series. The next three books will be smaller than the Surah Talatha. I want to do Qawada Arba. We'll finish that in, in a week, inshallah. Uh, four principles. And then we can do Usul al-Sitta. It's about 20 pages small. And then let's do another small book. The next series are going to be three small books of Aqeedah. Usul al-Sitta, Qawada Arba'a, and maybe something else small there too. Ah, you, you guys ever studied the book by uh, the young sheikh that passed away in a car accident right here in Milan, the Mamnaka. He was like a mountain. The young sheikh, uh, Abdul Karim al-Burjis, rahimahullah. He has a nice book, ya ikhwan, in Aqeedah. It's about 100 pages, but it's nothing but ayah after ayah after ayah after ayah. It helps you get mutamakkin in Quran. Everything he goes over. It's like Wasitiyah, by Mutamiyah. Everything is qalala, 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 qalala. Both of those books together are tremendous. But it's bigger. So maybe we can save that one. I want to do something small this next like, go around. Solo Sitta definitely. Qawada Arba definitely real small. We can do that on the weekend if you wish. Qawada Arba is real small. Uh, Solo Sitta is small. Depending on whose explanation we read from. And then we got to find another small book there too. Nawaqid Islam. Nawaqid Islam. Nawaqid Islam would be a good one. We can write them down. Let's do a series of those three. Sheikh Salah Fouzan has one. He has, I think he explained it. Yeah. yeah so the origin of that book, I believe, is by Sheikh Muhammad Wahab. Sheikh Fouzan comes, Sheikh Salah, Sheikh Udemi. In the Mamlaka, they, they, they prefer a lot of the Sheikh Muslim's books. These are all small books, mashallah. Um, a lot of benefit there. <coughs> so that'd be a nice series, those three. The Waqid al Islam, that'd be nice. The Nullifiers of Islam, the Four Principles, and the Sulu Sitta. That'd be a nice series. MashaAllah. That'd be nice. And then we choose, if I ever can finish my hadith book, I wanted to do, hopefully I can finish by 
My book is done yet. I just have to send it to, I was going to publish it through Amazon. I just have to finish a couple more check-ins. books that has like managed on them. Yeah. So the one I did is just going to be, it's easy. I just did the hadith first. I want to come back later and write the explanation. So it's about a hundred hadith about how the Prophet prayed. So I took from everywhere, Bukhari, Muwatta, and just try to make it easy to memorize these hadith. And now you got your salah. Hadith after hadith after hadith. All authentic. All authentic. Hopefully they're all authentic. <laughs> May Allah help them. There's one hadith I remember that some scholars differ. And I remember I had the chance to go back and forth with my Shaykh al-Masna'i in Yemen. I got him to write an uh, introduction. It was really nice. And uh, so he said, a couple of your chapter titles, you should say it like this. But I took a position, like you know how the scholars different fiqh. So on the issue of taking a sutra, I picked chapter, the obligation of taking a sutra. But my Shaykh, Abu Abdullah al-Masna'i, Hafidullah, he takes a position that the sutra is recommended. So he let me argue with him. He thought I was nice and humble. I got to go back. What about this? What about that? What about Bukhari? What about? So that was nice. At the end of it, he said, oh, I see what you're saying, but I would say recommend it. I was like, Shit, that's fine, but it's not your book. It's my book. <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice. Alhamdulillah. May Allah make it easier. So, so we'll stop there, Anybody, our brothers or sisters on the telegram, have anything to mention? If so, you can do so. If not, we'll stop there, inshallah ta'ala. What kind of resources would you share? Uh, we try to share different books of hadith and books of aqidah, wondering when a person reverts to Islam, how would you help them? For the new Muslim, I would, first and foremost, I would give them a Quran. I would give them books on aqidah. Not too much issues yet, because they don't understand why some scholars differ. They haven't learned those principles yet. The first thing I would give them is a Quran, first and foremost. And the second thing I will give them is books on belief, especially the new Muslim, to learn what does it mean Muslim? What does it mean Islam? What does it mean Aqidah? So the first recommendation I would say to the new Muslim, I will give them a Quran, and I will give them books on Aqidah. The Quran is the best Aqidah book out, but I would also give them smaller books, Usulu Sitta, Usulu Sunnah, Kitab al-Tawheed will be one of the best, in my humble opinion. Imam Ahmed, Usul Sunnah, will be tremendous. That's another one, but that's a little big. MashaAllah. The book that we just mentioned by Burgess, uh, Abdul Karim al-Burgess, Rahimallah, is a tremendous book. Also, Aqidu Asutiyah. Those books that are filled with, Allah said, Allah said, Allah said. I will focus on those books. Kolu Mufi, Barashik in Yemen, Rahimallah. Books that are filled with, Allah said, the Prophet said, Allah said. Not a lot of books that this sheikh said, this imam said, this sheikh said. I wouldn't busy the new Muslim with that. I would get the new Muslim focused on when your Lord is talking. I would encourage them to read more of the Quran. That's what I would say. The brothers from the Barbados, he just accepted Islam today. He has the Quran. MashaAllah. May Allah bless. Yeah, Sheikh Abdul Karim al Burjis. Tomorrow we'll write it out. I'll try to bring up the book. I'll show you a copy. It's a small book. Maybe a hundred pages of that. One of the best books you're going to study in your life. May Allah bless you, Ayakwa. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.